She's on the money. She's on the money. <laughs> Welcome to She's on the Money, the podcast for millennials who want financial freedom. Welcome back to another one of our Friday drinks episodes where we remotely celebrate the money wins and successes from our She's on the Money community. We know that there is always so many great wins in the community and we talk about them each and every single week in the team, so it only seems fair to let you in on the conversation. This week, I am only joined by Tony and Ryan. Hi, friends. Hi. What do you mean only? How offensive. No, it's not. It's not (laughs) offensive, but Jess and Georgia, they were too busy for us. Kind of rude if you ask me. I mean, there's just so much going on in lockdown that I I understand why they're so busy. Busy, out and about, living their best lives, running around town, doing errands. But we got the good ones, didn't we? It's true. You guys are lucky. So let's jump straight in. Tony, what was this week's Money Diary like? So we chatted with a young girl who's 22 and um, unfortunately her dad passed away um, quite suddenly and um, she's found out that she and her brother are about to inherit $1.5 million. Whoa. So a crazy amount of money and she was kind of chatting about how that's affected how she's feeling about money and that she's recently lost her job and stood up with her boyfriend. So she's gone through heaps of life changes and she's still super positive about where she wants to be and what she wants to do. So it was quite a cool money diary and a bit of a bit of a different one talking about inheritance. So and I loved her mindset as well. I just thought that she was so positive having gone yeah. through so many negative things. It was wild. And also, I guess kind of not funny. Funny is not the right word to use here. But as a financial advisor, I talk about money all the time. And I talk mm-hmm. about, you know, life insurance payouts and what that looks like. And her and her brother were like, oh, my gosh, wow. Like after it happened, like what happens if dad has $100,000 that comes to us? And they thought that that would have been a lot. To then find out it was $1.5 million would have been yep. absolutely shocking. But it's also a conversation that I just feel like in a family you should have had. Like, I just feel like we should know what that looks like. But that, again, personal opinion, and obviously she wasn't as close with her dad and there was a lot going on. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, that's a lot of money to just come into with absolutely no kind of warning. Yeah. I think would a lot of us would hear I suddenly came into this money and be like, oh, my God, this would be life-changing. But, V, you obviously deal with this a lot. Is there also, like, a strange... I don't know, guilt or weirdness or obviously a bit more of that in the episode, but just in general, is that a a, a common trait? Yeah, massive. Guilt is something that I work a lot on with my clients. It is a very, very big part of inheritance or even just coming into a very large sum of money. I feel like people just want to do the right thing by it and honour the person that it came from, but at the same time they don't want to do quote, the wrong thing. So there's a lot of guilt, a lot of pressure, a lot of, you know, direction from people who are surrounding them that might not be the right thing for them. And you just don't know who to seek for advice. And you're really, really terrified of making the wrong decisions. So yes, guilt is massive, but I think it's one of those things where we shouldn't feel guilty about these things because that's what that person would have wanted for you. Like it's the Mm -hmm. next best thing to having them there is having them be able to financially look after you. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a really good way of looking at it. So, V, the deep dive this week. It was a goodie. It was actually definitely not what anybody expected from the topic we were talking about. So, we were talking about retirement this week. And it kind of went off track with me ranting about financial freedom and what it means to create retirement and to when we can retire and how we can retire. And it was, I think, a fun episode, mainly because I love talking about investing and creating financial freedom and building up to having a passive income so that you no longer have to work. So I guess just breaking down the semantics of that, like what does it mean? What does it mean to invest more in your super? When can you access that? What is a pension? How much is a pension? How much money do we actually need to save for retirement? I feel like we covered a lot, but it was also at the same time a really colourful conversation about what that means. It was a really empowering one to listen to because I'm 27 at the moment, so there's no part of my brain that's thinking about retirement. And I think just to know the things that I can actually do that aren't going to make that much of a difference to my life now, but that can really influence the way that I live in the future. And I think it's just one of those great opportunities that you, Victoria, have used to share how you can be empowered by knowledge and how making little changes can fully change your life, which is awesome. Yay! Well, I loved that episode. So moving on from the episodes this week to the community, Ryan, John, what are our community money wins of the week? All right. Now, Jess, not our Jess, a different Jess. She has (laughs) said- Jess didn't come today. She didn't turn up. She's manifesting Facebook Marketplace wins, but- That's probably what she's doing. (laughs) That is arguably more important. (laughs) Another Jess. I'm going to leave this one till the end, but let me just read out this line. Victoria, you're going to love this. This is the best win you will ever hear. It is made for you. Oh my gosh. I know what it's about. I haven't read it, but it's probably pets, oat milk, or uh, anything vegan. Oh, no, but I, when you hear it, you'll be you'll go, yep, I agree with you, but we'll get to that in a second. Now, this is one of my favorites, maybe not the biggest financial win, but probably one of the f- more fun money wins I've ever read since I've been working here. <laughs> She's on the That's money. dramatic. That's, yeah, no, it is. money win has big shoes to fill. <laughs> Prentisha says, wearing a mask all day means I only need to put makeup on the top half of my face. Yes, queen. (laughs) So I'm using less product and saving an absolute fortune. I'm only wearing makeup from the nose up. (laughs) I'm working from home and wearing none. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Osti says, I'm a single mum. I've got three teenage children and I've finally finished my degree after five and a half years and a seven-week crack. I'm working this week as a fully paid teacher. I am so proud of myself oh my and so God, huge. Yes. That is well so awesome. That is, that is huge. And going through university whilst you've got three, three teenage teenagers. children, oh that is impressive. Gosh. Single wow. mum, well done. What a legend. How exciting is that? That's awesome. Sierra uh, also has an educational story. She's just started her uni degree, but she said, money win, I've now got the student Amazon Prime discount and the student Spotify as well, plus free bank accounts as well for my student. Make sure you sign up to Student Edge as well if you're in Australia. Is that still a thing? Uni days. Yeah, genius. And I'm pretty sure that through your university, Microsoft give you the free office suite as well, which is worth so much money. So get that. Um, And also Apple do student discounts as well. They've got educational discounts. Ryan John's a student still. I was just just thinking that. I'm (gasps) a student. What are you doing? This is fantastic. Why are you buying us all iPods? 
Watch this space next week. I need some new AirPods. Maybe we should ask Ryan to hook us up. (laughs) No, I want an iPod. (laughs) Oh, okay. Do they still sell iPods? I hope so. (laughs) Hey, do you guys want to know something scary? What? If you guys, instead of buying an iPod when they came out in 2003. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Oh, don't actually. Can you not tell this? No, no, no. Tell us. Tell us. So they came out in about 2003, and I think we're like $600. Oh, yeah. So expensive. So instead of spending $600 on the first ever Apple iPod, if you instead put that $600 into shares in Apple itself, the company instead of the product, that would now be worth over $80,000. From the original six hundred dollar investment, that could buy you a lot of iPods nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, like four. That's <laughs> delayed gratification if ever I heard of it. <laughs> but I'll I'll put a thread in the Facebook group if anyone wants to use me as a student discount. Just put a list below. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I'll, I'll go through. You know, we've stumbled upon this, so I'm going to skip forward to the greatest money win according to Jess herself because it's okay. sort of related to what we're talking about. Come on, Jess. She says. Victoria, you're going to love this. It involves both skincare okay, yeah. and investing. Oh, yeah. I can't even believe I didn't suggest skincare earlier. Well, who yeah, am so I? Both or of investing those things combined. Yeah, on I'm- our money podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not even that into investing. <laughs> For a few years now, I've owned shares in Sukin. Have I pronounced that right? Yep, perfectly. Oh, yep. Because I love their products and I also really respect their company values. And as a shareholder, you also get a unique discount code to use whenever you make a purchase on their website. Side note, it's actually the best performing stock I've ever bought into and my dad is still super proud and impressed with me. (gasps) So last week I ran out of moisturizer and I had a look on their website. There was a sale on the website, so I asked my whole family what they wanted. So I used the sale discount plus my investor's discount and got over $300 worth of Sukin products for 100 bucks. That's a money win. That's like 66.66% off, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Gee, someone's a finance whiz. (laughs) God, you're so good at money. Thanks, guys. You should win awards. It's basic percentages. I can teach you later. (laughs) But... It's actually the concept of, well, if this is popular and everyone's enjoying it and it's got a growing customer base, maybe that is worth a consideration of your investment. Obviously, we can't recommend specific things, but that's worked out really well for Jess. Ryan recommends that. (laughs) I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not buoyed by anything. Get all into it, folks. But shares in Apple, shares in Sleep, sleep, both good ideas. According to Ryan John. Yeah. All right. Uh, Artie is of Indian descent and she said that they had – Raki, and sorry if I have pronounced that wrong, it's R-A-K-H-I, which is an Indian tradition with her family and her culture, which is really nice. She said, what happens with the females in the family is we tie these fancy bits of string or these little bands onto our brother's wrists, and that's our way of showing that we love them as part of this cultural tradition. But she said the way for the brothers to show the sisters they love them is to give them money. (laughs) (laughs) How good good. is being a woman? (laughs) I know, right? I mean. Ryan, you've never given us any money. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you a piece of string if you pay me. Thank you. All right. I'll keep that in mind as an investment option for my future. But Artie said the good thing is she has six brothers. She said in exchange for six pieces of string, I'm 130 pounds richer and I'm calling it the sister tax. So I'm just wandering around to my brother's place with my hand out collecting for Rocky. So well done, She's a genius. 
She's a genius. Quick one from Amy. She asked her boss for a pay rise of 22% and he said, uh, sure. Done. 22%. <laughs> he said, uh, sure. Sure. Just take it. Wow. Uh, congratulations. Well done, Amy. Hold up, hold up, Amy. We need some more context. How did you do it? Because there are a lot of us who want a 22% pay increase. Well, I'll reply to her in the comments in the Facebook group. And yeah, if you've got any insights, Amy, but I think if there's one thing um, that will is the case for everyone, if you don't ask, you probably won't get. So even if you had to said no, at least you'll find out. Uh, Hannah said, I did some gardening recently and I trimmed these massive cacti that I have outside of my house, which actually look phenomenal. I didn't realize that suburban Australia just had huge cactuses out the front. But she- <laughs> <laughs> If you edit that snort out, Tony, you're going to be in a whole heap of trouble. I was going to say, trouble. Tony's like lo- losing a... Sh- What's going on, Tony? Is no, it- just the way you said, I can't believe that in suburban Australia we have cactuses. Like, okay, why? <laughs> I just haven't oh. seen many cactuses on the side of the road recently. Oh, sorry, cacti. Well, anyway. Cactuses. Oh, the grammar police are in town, heaven forbid. All right. Well, Hannah said that she cut the cuttings off that she needed to give them a trim. She sold the cuttings for $400 on Whoa. Facebook Marketplace. And what's crazy about this is she obviously still has the cacti. They were just off cuts. I could be sitting on $400 in my back garden, guys. You, you could live in an apartment, be. mate. You're definitely not. <laughs> How do you know? I probably wouldn't be sitting on it. It's a cactus, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our final money win is Ashley, and I love this, Ashley. I signed up for a seven-day free trial with the new Paramount Plus streaming service. I don't know if Ooh. anyone else has seen a lot of those ads around at the moment. Never but heard another of streaming it. Ser- <laughs> Paramount Plus. Oh, they advertised it a lot during the Olympics. Oh, okay, um, right. So I, I never watch free-to-air TV ever because – I'm a millennial and um, during the Olympics, so the only time I'm ever going to watch TV every four years, and they were advertising a heaps that and this Woolworths ad that had this like really catchy jingle. It was like, da-da-da, by 2025 or whatever. I feel like I might have seen that. But I absolutely hadn't considered it because I'm like a Netflix gal through and through and it's not like they're going to advertise Paramount on Netflix. Exactly. So true. Well, I just keep thinking how many can we have? How many streaming services can we pay for before it's like I can't afford all them? The limit does not exist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ashley said I got the seven-day free trial because I really wanted to watch this new film that I wanted to see called Infinite. After watching the film, I really enjoyed it, realised there was nothing else I wanted to watch, cancelled it the same day, didn't pay a cent and got a free movie. Oh, that's so smart. All right, can I give you a business pitch real quick? Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. It probably exists, but it's an app that gives you notifications to say, hey, your free trial's about to end if you don't want to pay press this button. Well, you could just get reminded. I was literally going to say, is that not what you could put our friends Get Reminders app to use for, Ryan? Get reminded, one of the great websites and great partners. If she's on the money, go check them out. Um, another great thing to invest money in. Don't know if they're public, but you can invest <laughs> they're, they're money. They're not public, but when they are, you best believe they're going to save me a lot of money. And we're going to be able to buy so many iPods. <laughs> oh, my gosh, we are because we're going to be reminded to buy them. <laughs> but talking about ads to completely derail this, topical this week, the Qantas ad, who's seen it? I won't watch it. You won't watch it? No, because I cry all the time whenever I watch free-to-air TV. All the ads make me cry. Uh, last night, sat on the couch and thought, I'm going to watch that Qantas ad. And then I thought, you know what? I don't I'm think not. my mental health can take that at the moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the edge of mental health and I'm like, why would I push myself off? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, cool. So it turns out I'm the only one that's cried to an well, ad please. this week. Oh, well, um, you're go. welcome. It's a and it's a pro vaccination ad about coming together, and it was all just a little bit much for me yesterday. Yeah. They've also come out and said, "Yeah, if you get vaccinated, we can give you 
like some extra Qantas points or some flight credits. And I'm like, yeah. hey, cool. Like I get it. But also like flights are the last thing on my mind right now. It's but not I, the last thing on their mind. Their stock price will plummet if you don't start caring about them. But I get my whole point is I just want to be able to go down the street. The thought of flying to another state at this stage is just so far in the future, it just it's hard to really fathom. That's why they're trying to stay relevant, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, good and, for them. <laughs> and they're priming us with emotion, getting us while we're down right yeah. now. And then in the future, when we are able to fly again, we'll be like, remember that really beautiful ad that we watched while we were in lockdown? <laughs> yeah. Well, did you actually know that you can donate your Qantas points if you're not going to use them at Miles for Migrants? I don't know if you guys have seen that, but if you're not using your Qantas points, you can donate it to Afghanistan to get people out of the country, which I think is epic because not all of us have cash at the moment to donate. You can actually donate those Qantas points you're not using, Ryan. John? All right. Well, now I feel really bad for everything I've just said, but yeah. what I will do because I do, I do have a lot of Qantas points. Oh, do you, mate? It's a flex if ever have I you? heard it. Have you got a few Qantas points? Well, I used to travel to Perth every third week. From, so, I like, yes, I do have a lot of points and <laughs> – um, and I haven't been able to use them because we haven't flown anywhere for such a long time. So now oh, that's a really nice initiative. No, that's good because I can do something like I literally sitting on these points with like, they're kind of useless. So now they're the opposite of useless really, aren't they? Oh, no, they're oh, actually beautiful. really cool. I think they're really fun and it's not just Qantas points. You can donate, you can donate pretty much any airlines points to them so that they can use them, which I think is epic. So I just found the website. It is milesformigrants.org. So go and check that out. I know I will be. Up next, I've got a quiz for you guys and also a quiz for people listening to play along to as well. It is called the What Do Australians Do When They Win the Lotto Quiz? Oh, I love right. that. Let's go. All right, Ryan, you promised Tony and I a quiz about what Australians do with their lotto winnings. Can we yep. please play? Absolutely. They've surveyed only the people who have won Division 1. So not like, oh, you like know, the $20 dog back, winners. like sort of million dollar plus right up there. Um, so I've got a little quiz. But before we get into that, Victoria Devine. Ryan If John. you won the lotto. Oh, come on. You know the answer to this. What would you do? I'd invest it. How much am I going to win though? Let's just say a million just for, for funsies. Oh, just a million dollars. Yeah, I'd invest it. You'd invest it? Yeah, would you, I wouldn't. Would wouldn't much change of your it. life or lifestyle? No, I wouldn't change a thing. If it was a million dollars, wouldn't change a thing. And do you know why? You've got to ask me why. Come on now. Why? Because I'm only 30 and by the time that I reached what, like let's say 60, which is average retirement age, that $1 million would be worth nearly $5 million. So – Who's the real winner here? Because I have long-term gratification on my side. Well, you just won the lotto, so no one was going to say you weren't the winner, but that is a good <laughs> It's point. true. It's very true. And what would you do with $5 million as a 60-year-old? Um, Retire with a really good income stream. You'd hope so. <laughs> yeah, look, you'd um, hope so. I feel like a million dollars, it's kind of like I talk to people all the time that come into that amount of money and you can do a lot with it if you invest it. But if you go and purchase like a property or something, you're still stuck with a fair bit of debt that you need to pay off and like it doesn't mm-hmm. actually appreciate in the way that you would want it to. Anyway, I'm really dramatic when it comes to stuff like that, but I would prefer to secure an income stream for myself in perpetuity, so forever, rather than just have a million dollars today that I could absolutely blow and then have to work 
I, I want to put myself as soon as possible in a position where I never have to work again. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying because I don't love what I do. I do. But like, how cool would it be the day, Tony, I come to work and be like, hey, Tony, hey, Ryan, I no longer take any income because I don't need it. Like, how sick would that be mm-hmm. to be able to donate it or do something more constructive with it than pay my bills. <laughs> well, I regret asking Victoria before Tony because I feel like that was a very sensible, logical answer and yeah, we should have gone for Tony first for the fireworks. Yeah, but you were always going to get from me. Tony, also Division Yeah, but I feel like you've curbed Tony now because she doesn't yeah. have the freedom to go, I'm blowing Well, she it works for She's on the Money because you best believe the second she walks into work and says I've won a million dollars, I'll be like, sit down. <laughs> well, see, that's what I think a million dollars actually isn't that much money nowadays. So I mean, it's life-changing, but it's it, not – yeah. It's life-changing, like, in the way that, yes, it would give you so much freedom to invest it or whatever. <laughs> um, but if you could see that money then in the future, I think that is the best option. But, I mean, if you're talking that I've just won $80 million, then you best oh, that's believe – that's a different I'm, story, yeah. You best yep. believe I'm going to go and get myself a brand-new car. The thing that I've always said, that if I ever won Lotto or was, like, a billionaire, I would get fresh flowers sent to me and all my friends every week. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I <laughs> that love that. That yeah. is great. Because but, I love fresh flowers. They're my favorite oh my thing in the world. You absolutely could afford that because I'm assuming before you set up that fresh flower delivery, you're going to come and see me because I would be your self-appointed financial advisor, obviously. Sure. And Because you want to cut of my 80 mil. Exactly. <laughs> don't be silly. And then I would take that entire $80 million and invest it. Obviously, conservatively, so we're only looking at like 5% return because like we don't want to be too wild. And once you have wealth, the point of having wealth is actually keeping it, not being risky with it. So you're still Mm -hmm. with me, Tony. Okay. We would create an income stream for you each and every single year of $4 million and then it would be your job to spend that and it would never go away. Like that (gasps) would exist forever. Okay, well, that's so many flowers. I was going to say, so that will cover flowers. the flowers. <laughs> See, like, let me set you up at the start and then you go buy your flowers because that's fine. I'll let you blow literally $4 million a year as long as you don't eat into that $80 million and we're all good. We're all okay, good. Okay, great. That's a great deal. Don't Sweet. say I don't do anything for <laughs> so you. So where's the money? So is someone giving me the oh, $80 million um, now? You've still, you've still got to win. So Okay, great. Yeah. But the chance is pretty good, about one in four, I think, for winning the lottery. <laughs> yeah. So, Ryan, why don't you tell us about some, like, actual people who have won the lottery? All right. Here it is. You guys have to both lock in your answer before I tell you what it oh, is. Oh, the quiz, the quiz. I'm ready. What percentage do you guys think helped out friends or family with money? 65. 65%. I reckon it's a lot. I reckon a lot of people would. Victoria? I am going to say half. The answer is 55%. So, Victoria is the closest. Well done to hey, you. But uh, I do like that it is quite nice high. as we think they are. Yeah. That's still pretty high, though. I think more Look, than half. More than half. That's positive. Yeah. All right. What percentage do you think donated to charity? 10. V? 15. Only 8%. <gasps> yeah, that's not that surprising, I don't think. I was really surprised when I saw that. I assumed it'd be way higher. And that's not all of it. That's just some portion. Only 8% donated a portion How gross. of their winnings. Do you know what is so cool about charity is that if you have a significant amount of money that you want to set up in exactly the same way as investing, you can create some form of trust for a charity that actually continually gives to that charity to create sustainability for them instead of just being like, hey, here's a million dollars, like someone passed away and we want it to go to the greater good, spend that million dollars. Like mm-hmm. you can actually invest that million dollars or stipulate when donating it that it needs to be invested in perpetuity. 
so that you actually create a fund for them so that they create sustainability. And I think that that is really cool and something that a lot of people don't know. Even the fact that um, donations are often tax deductible over a certain amount. Yeah, they are. So it actually, you you know, you get a little bit of money back. You get to feel good about it. Everyone's winner. Genius. What percentage of people either change jobs or put themselves down to like part-time or adjusted their job? 80. Victoria Devine? Oh, 50. 50. Because I thought that would be high because, yeah, maybe if you don't have to work hard for that extra bit, you might do a job that maybe means a bit more to you rather than pays you more or uh-huh. gives you those kind of options. Surprisingly, only 5% change jobs or reduce their hours. No. Really? Are you yeah. joking? 5%? Where are you getting your research from? I'm starting to doubt <laughs> its validity. There, you, The article is online at news.com.au is where I read this. Oh, yeah. At batutaadvocate.com.au. <laughs> yeah, the Batuta Advocate uh, Finance <laughs> Department. Um, all right. Here is a multiple choice. Which was the highest category as like the highest percent of these people putting money into their current or future house. And by that, I mean paying off either the mortgage that they've got or using the money to buy a house for themselves. So mm-hmm. that's category one property. The next category is investments. Mm. Well, like and investment ne- property or just investments? Invest- both? It just said investments. Any oh, okay. way that they can put money into something that will pay off dividends in the future. And the third category is a new car. So which do you think was the most popular? C, the car. car. Tony's saying car. Victoria, Victoria Devine. Tony's also saying car. The new car, 11% of people bought a new car. What? 41 put it into property, but 61% got investments with their winnings, and that was the highest thing that anyone did. Do you know why I reckon that is? Okay, so I was obviously wrong. Because they listen to She's on the Money. They're all about they it. Because they listen to She's on the Money. Look, I am really doubtful of these statistics just from anecdotal evidence that I've collected over the last seven years. Just saying. Do you think, though, that it would be a lot of people would invest and it would be the first time that they did? Because when people win that much money, it's the first time they've ever consulted with someone like a financial advisor. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And I think that I am maybe being a little bit more negative because often I just assume that people don't want to seek advice and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a financial advisor and a lot of what I do is trying to break the stigma of what we do because what we actually do is really constructive. But I've met so many people who don't want financial advisors to help them on their wealth journey, even though they're going to be significantly better off. So I think that for me, I just assumed that people wouldn't get advice and, you know, I've dealt with people who have won money. I've dealt with people who have won significant amounts of money, but I assumed that was the minority because you always see all of those stories online about people blowing it and like 50% of people who get an inheritance blow it within the first 10 years and all of those stories that I just assumed it would be much less. Yeah, I think as well people think that investment is for rich people, so they probably just don't even – but they just don't consider it an option until, you know, they win heaps of money and then they don't even quit their job. They invest the money. <laughs> it's not. And I think that that's – I shared a meme a really long time ago that said, if you can't manage your income of $40,000, how on earth are you going to manage an income of $400,000? Which, you mm-hmm. know, I know that not all of us are going to get to that point. Like 99.95% of people aren't going to earn that amount of money in their lifetime per year, and that's okay. But I just think that money management starts at the base and investing starts at the base and, you know – 
the most important thing about a wealth journey is not necessarily having money, but rather being educated about what it takes to create it. And hundred percent, I just think that we need to take more control of it because you can actually put yourself in a position where you have a million dollars. And you know, Tony, earlier we were asked by Ryan very kindly what we'd do with a million dollars. But like, if I play my cards right and I continue to invest and save in the way that I am planning, guys, I don't mean to be rude, but I'm going to have a million dollars by the time I invest at least. And like, that's Mm -hmm. really exciting. And we can all kind of win the lotto by planning it. Like it's not the lotto. It's more guaranteed than the lotto because I'm pretty sure the stats of us winning are like really, really, really low. Well, I said one in four before and I I was actually joking. Yeah, it's not actually one in four. It's like (laughs) one in a billion or something. Yeah, it's really slim. Yeah, it's really, really slim. But the amount of people that lose money in the share market over the long term, Tony, none. Nobody does if they invest for more than 30 years, which is what we all have the opportunity to do if we are investing right now. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's my brag about investing. You're welcome. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> On the winning thing, taking it a step further, you know how some people win houses? Like you see those things in your mailbox. Oh, yeah, that like say, the RMH home lottery. Yeah, things. and they, you yeah. can win a house and like $400,000 worth of gold. If anyone has done that and won a house, can they slide into our DMs? I want your money diary. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be a sick money diary. Yes. Have you won a house? Have you won a house? Because they're always in the really bougie suburbs. And then I want to know what you did with that $400,000 worth of gold. I never heard about the $400,000 worth of gold part. Yeah, they do both. They give you a Range Rover. and They set you up in your new bougie suburb where you probably can't afford the rates. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Well, Ryan, I know that you haven't won a house, but I would love to know if you've ordered any Uber Eats for your Accountability August Challenge. Well, you know I have because I said I did for lunch earlier, which is offensive for you to bring up. And I also, (laughs) I think, maybe had it yesterday as well. So um, I am not accountable to my, in August, I was failing last week. Lockdown's really done me. I mean, I shouldn't blame lockdown. I've made the decisions, but. But lockdown has been tough. I understand Lockdown's that. done us all a dirty. I'm Thank telling you, you right has. now. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, v, how, how is your taking lunch to work when you work from home? I'm forward? still working from home. Um, yep. Not as well as it could be. Yes, I am purchasing a lot of lunches at the supermarket, but I might or might not have done a few cheeky Uber Eats deliveries because there's nothing like comfort food. And Is it true that you had licorice for lunch today? Yes. <laughs> Yes, it is. That's fine. No judgment. No judgment. Just wanted to get on on the record. I told you that in confidence, but that is okay. And I am am confident that people who listen to this podcast will love to hear (laughs) that news. I did indeed eat licorice for lunch, but that is not the point. Um, I have done a few cheeky Uber Eats deliveries because here in Melbourne, not only are we in lockdown, but the weather's been miserable recently. Mm -hmm. And so a big bowl of pho definitely goes really far when it comes to like 1.30 and you're like, I really don't want to be at my desk. I'm really flat, like something yeah, warming absolutely. and a little bit of comfort food for me goes a really long way. So I don't feel bad about it, but also I have fallen off the track of not taking lunch to work. But I think we can all give each other a bit of a hall pass because of lockdown. So I'll let you off, Ryan, if you let me off. But Tony, Thank you. Tony I was going to say, I feel like Tony's been doing okay though. Tony's always doing okay. She's much stronger than everybody else on the team. Um, I've been really, really trying. Um, what was your one again? Uh, no discretionary spending. So not spending on anything that isn't rental bills or legally binding. Um, I did order a kebab for dinner on Saturday no, that's, night. No, that's food. 
Um, but it's still, I guess, spending extra money. But I haven't it bought anything. It was a Saturday night, Tony. Yeah. And so thank you for the pass. One kebab. No, you get a hall thank pass you. too. Everybody gets a hall pass for their spending <laughs> this month. If you need um, an official one to take to the doctor or to give to your employer. <laughs> they will write you a note. Yeah, please just slide into my DMs and I'll send a signed copy. Um, so I know that all the three of us have been a little bit naughty, but you know what? I hope that it makes everybody that is listening, if you've slipped maybe a little bit on your goals this month or this week or today or whatever, I hope it makes you feel a little bit better that if you're doing it tough or you're not doing it tough, it's okay to make some mistakes because nobody's perfect. No, No. we were never going to be able to stick to these a hundred percent. And I'm always so impressed when I see people actually doing it. And I think that's because I know that I do not have the self-control to do it myself, (laughs) but that is okay. And I think it's just, we are better humans for it, right? Like Mm -hmm. I would have done a lot more eating out had I not had this challenge. And I think a few things is better than what I was going to have done if we hadn't had the challenge. Completely agree. So what I thought was going to end on a bit of a low point because none of us did very well this week on our accountability August. Of course, Victoria, you've managed to turn around into a real positive. So yeah. thank you. Yeah, you're yeah, welcome. You I actually have it. a few positives for you. Obviously, we've got Monday, Wednesday, Friday episodes next week. But Tony, little do you know, you're about to start editing our Equal Pay Day episode that's going to drop on Tuesday <laughs> morning. Okay, great. Yeah, you didn't know about that one, did you? No, I didn't. Great. I'm really excited because Tuesday is equal pay day and it's another day for me to actually get on my soapbox and rant about how women should be paid equally for the same job a man does. It's going to be fun, guys. Guys, I've got to go because I've got to go and cut this podcast I didn't know about. We haven't actually (laughs) even recorded it yet. Georgia and I are going to hook up after this. So we'll we'll try and be speedy. If it's not up in time, just know, guys, wasn't me. It was all Tony. (laughs) (laughs) All right, as always, just before we head off, we'd like to acknowledge and pay respect to Australia's Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. They're the traditional custodians of the lands, the waterways and the skies all across Australia. We thank you for sharing and for caring for the land on which we are able to learn. We pay our respects to elders past and present and we share our friendship and our kindness. The advice shared on She's on the Money is generally nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. She's on the Money exists purely for educational purposes and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. And we promise that Victoria Devine is an authorised representative of Australia Pacific Funds Management, Proprietary Limited, ABN 34132463257, AFSL 339151. And as always, guys, you can find us on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and I spend a fair bit of time on TikTok. We will see you next week, guys. Bye!